I have a question for you guys, actually, technology related. If we, oh, if we could do this, oh, well. for this podcast. <laughs> you came to the wrong show. Oh, okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Have you noticed? So, when I search for stuff on on Google, I've noticed recently that when images and animate, I search for images and gifs of things, that Google now makes everything the dot webp. Like every time I try to download something, oh, there's a gif I want to use. It makes it. It's like it's its own proprietary format, and I don't know when that started happening, but it really fucking irritates me. Wait, you're gonna you're gonna understand in a minute why asking me about this is completely useless oh because you don't use google at all because i don't use google yeah uh i'm so enjoy i'm glad you're i'm glad you're having a good experience (laughs) i have not noted that issue i'm looking right now to see if it happens but no like it literally even labels them as gifs yeah and then when i and then when i them it's a web p they are still okay when i i don't know what's going on because when i start grabbing them they are they are dot web p animated files and i'm like what am i supposed to do with this (laughs) Because the Ma- the macOS will show it as a still, for example. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know if this is some A/B testing shit that's going on or what. But I just want it to stop <laughs> forever. When I pasted, I pasted an animated Batman to you right now. It looks like it's yeah. It's oh yeah, similar. it's 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 animated. I don't it's know what's animated. going on. I it's, don't. It's a still image. I will say when I paste it into iMessage, and then only when I hit return does it animate. Yes, that I've always seen with gifs. Yeah. Yeah. But like I, I was searching for a gift to post on Twitter, and I was like, "Great, I'll just grab this one." And it's like, "Oh yeah, this is a uh, .webp image." And I'm like, wh- "Why?" Even now, like I go search for something on Google Images, and it shows me like a you know all the thumbnails. I click on a thumbnail, and there's like a bigger version, right? It shows in like a panel on the side. I save that image to my downloads folder, and it's a .webp image. And I'm like, "What is happening?" <laughs> I'm very confused by it. I don't understand why it's happening. Please, if somebody else out there is having this, explain to me what's happening. I'm sure it's for your own good, Dan. <laughs> Trust Google. <laughs> this is not, it's not, I'm having a crisis here and my friends are mocking me and it's so, I just feel vulnerable. I don't know what to tell you. I don't use it, so I don't, I've never seen this behavior. Here, here's what's weird. I know what to tell you and I'm just choosing not to. <laughs> that is weird <laughs> and mean. I wonder why that would be. Hmm. <laughs> Ah, if only you've been here for the pre-show. Um, <laughs> fine, we can talk about something else instead of my personal image problems. Well, so so speaking of something that's been bugging me um, that is no longer bugging me as of yesterday, I guess. Yeah, um, there the uh, snooze the snooze times are back. What in uh, calendar alerts? Oh, that's nice on Mac OS on Mac, Mac OS, OS twelve point three. Right? <laughs> yeah, I haven't updated yeah. my Mac. Uh, so, so now I can actually update the Mac that I've been using <laughs> that I've been remoting into <laughs> to snooze things for <laughs> different periods of time. Wow. I guess I missed that. I haven't seen it pop up. Maybe I wasn't even... Now yeah. I'm looking back for like a calendar. I set myself a little calendar reminder. <laughs> but is is Notification Center <laughs> otherwise the same? Oh, yeah. Everything, yeah. Everything is, is, is exactly... All that's the same, yes. It's still... It's still weird and uncomfortable. I still but, hate um, that mouse over thing to get the options to appear. It's just, it just pisses me off, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm, Dan doesn't like when I complain about notification center on the show. <laughs> so just know <laughs> I still hate it. Well, it's not a technology show. So yeah. <laughs> why did I don't um, remember saying that? No, no, you got annoyed because I complained about it for several weeks in a row. Really. <laughs> well, that, I mean, you did, got did mad at me for update? talking about did my we... Mac mini for several weeks in a row. Oh so God. we're even. Jeez. 
Oof, I'm man. listening, Waltz. What's your topic? <laughs> I hate it when mom and dad argue. Go to your room. Uh, just you know, just about the updates. Did do we do we all update all the things? I did update. I didn't update my Mac yet because I wasn't prepared to restart it. I guess okay. my phone's updated. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I updated everything. No, yesterday. I updated everything and and uh, did the color calibration stuff on one of my Apple TVs, and then the other one is Dolby, I guess, which I didn't even know. Wow, look at look at this guy. Yeah, I know. How about that, huh? I uh, I tried it on my Apple that TV. Only, that only comes with the with the you know the added storage. Oh yeah, you gotta <laughs> gotta get that extra storage. <laughs> you can get the high one. I tried it on my Apple TV and it took a few tries. I ended up restarting both the TV and the phone before I could get it to work because it kept telling giving oh, really? me an error at one point. Yeah, hmm. I, it continually gave me an error. It's like, oh, you got to keep them closer. I'm like, they are literally like super close. I'm almost touching the TV with this phone. They cannot get hmm. any closer. Uh, but I restarted That's it. Eventually it worked. worked fine. Yeah, it worked fine for the in the first one and then the second one. It said, "Look at John, John Moltz, though, No know, problems." <laughs> exactly well you know well <laughs> we call him no problem john moltz <laughs> i did have a problem it got fixed yeah i uh i the difference was i could tell what it was but it was fairly minimal on my tv so i i don't know did you notice a big change no i mean i did notice a change um the colors seemed a little bit more vibrant essentially on mine they seem darker which i i mean uh, I, yeah, don't know. I guess i guess, I guess so. it was a little darker but i mean but it was the con it was more contrast hmm okay yeah, I don't know. I it wasn't a big enough thing that I noticed. I thought it looked a little. I thought it looked a little bit better. I I, I agreed with the um, with the computer, know, the smarts, with, the smarts that with, it looked a little bit better. You agreed with what Apple told you to do, pretty much. Yeah, shocking. shocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I could have turned it off. Maybe I, like, I looked at it and I thought, yeah, no, that's a little. Throw bit your Apple TV it's, out. It's, Never again. Like, what are we, <laughs> what's actually kind of you know, like, like every time they ship a new thing, I'm supposed to say, oh no, 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 I'm not taking that new thing. <laughs> I, yes, I understand what Apple's exactly. trying to do, but it, the implementation, and I don't have an Apple TV, as you know, or at least not one that can support these things, but I, I kind of think that they should, not everybody likes exactly the same thing, right? So I kind of was thinking that they should do it the way you go to the glasses doctor, the eye doctor, and they're like, do you like this one or this one? Like, I could imagine them showing, like, side-by-sides of some stock yeah. things and saying, which well, one they, looks... they do show side-by-side of your pre-calibrated and post-calibrated, and you don't have yes. to take the new one. You can, you can always turn that it off. correct. But, but I was imagining they could do that with, like, That's what there, I did. there's more than one way to optimize a thing, <laughs> is what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? Like, they could say, do you prefer it like this? Do you want More like... than one way to optimize you. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I just imagine they could show you multiple paths forward. But I see. I uh, think, it's, I mean, that doesn't sound very Apple-like to me, right? Like, oh, yes. We let, let us ply you with options that you prefer instead of telling you there's only one right way to do things. Did you guys disable, um, speaking of Apple and, and their ways, did you disable... Uh, the ability for apps to ask about ad tracking it's already disabled that, yes. for me it was not for me and i'm not exactly sure why um it, it might have been i did a like a reset of settings a few months ago so that might have been a piece i think i had, a, I had been doing it per app during the betas but i decided to just you know there was never an app where i was like yeah this one can track me right so, exactly so i just yeah i think that's what right. they're counting on right like yeah I mean, I guess it's fine if you want to be selective about it, but I cannot, I cannot think of an app that I would be like, yeah, sure, go nuts. Did you watch the uh, Craig Federighi interview that um, Joanna Stern did? Joanna Stern did. I with, did. Uh, Wall Street Journal. I didn't watch the video. I it's just good. Read the, the article. It's good. I mean, it's short, and it's. I thought they got to the point and did a nice job of it. Uh, Craig I watched is, it at one point five x, which uh, I think served it well. Whoa! Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy Craig being okay. a. How dare you? I enjoy Craig just being a little man who lives inside Joanna's computer. I thought that was fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and I, I only the only answer I found unusual for him was when she asked him, like, you know, Tim Cook has said he he won't be the Apple CEO in ten years, and your name is being floated. Like, what do you think? And I can't remember his exact wording, but I found it very unusual. It was uh, odd because he didn't just say like, "Oh, nothing about that." But he he literally said like, "That that would be terrible." <laughs> like, yeah, something his, like that. It was. His answer was like, "That would be corporate <laughs> malpractice." Like, I can't. Uh... <laughs> and I I, I oh, think that he great. was probably trying to say to answer that question or to think about that right now would be that. But it's oh either, no, either... I think he meant putting him in charge of the country company would be yeah, a bad idea. I, mean, I think that's, that's absolutely what he meant because I think. I, I don't think Craig would make the right CEO. I like Craig a lot. I don't think he wants yeah. that job, and I don't think he should he do that clearly, job. <laughs> clearly, he doesn't want a job. You yeah. don't. You don't say that if that's the job you want. Yeah. The the part that I thought was odd was that he was wearing a giant shirt that said "I love Android," and I feel like that's how I knew he doesn't <laughs> mm-hmm. want the job. I mean, it, to me, it was the mug that said "Apple's next CEO." I thought that was a weird mixed message. <laughs> Everyone likes the hair. That's all it is. I don't even like it that much. And then there was another. There was another big. What was the other big? article um in the new york times uh what was it <laughs> the failing new york times <laughs> god damn it <laughs> failing failing john mold's memory is more likely uh, well 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 john thinks about that well john thinks about that i will say uh uh there was also a big piece that was going around today about how the uh mac os update patches a big security hole yeah. in 11.3 which was really interesting because it, it basically oh, yeah. involved security researcher essentially finding by accident because a developer tool did it which is it could take a script like a bash script or a terminal script and turn it into an app and it wouldn't trigger any of the built-in security features which seems like a bit of an oversight <laughs> and kind of scary mistakes were made yeah it just went yeah. through all the like gatekeeper and uh Final i think, 14, I think, we, all that I think we figured out why craig why craig can't be seen <laughs> <laughs> You know that Tim introduced that backdoor in the first place, just to keep playing that. <laughs> Anyways, I thought that was a uh, terrifying, terrifying thing, but I uh, I could not read the uh, very, very long, in-depth technical explanation because it was very, I, I, very... I went for a while into it, and it really was a, a very simple like exploit. Like It yeah. was definitely dumb. Like It's one of those things you totally understand how it could be missed, but like it also... Is the kind of thing that shouldn't be missed, and it seemed like it was there for a long time since 2019. I think it was possible. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Oopsie. <laughs> that was Apple's official response, which that was a little bit cute to just say. Yeah. That's an oopsie. <laughs> TM. Craig had to sit in the corner. <laughs> the thing that I was trying to remember was the New York Times article about uh, Mark Zuckerberg and tim cook oh yeah they're besties those two just don't get really liking each other (laughs) very much shocking i i don't mean to speak ill of the clearly sociopathic ceo (laughs) at facebook (laughs) but does anybody really like him (laughs) like it he doesn't seem like a likable human like i yeah listen you could debate whether he's evil does he seem like a human lex that's my next question no he also wears a short shirt that says i love androids but his has the s on the end (laughs) he's a robot but uh i don't i don't know i can't imagine that he has many close friends because he doesn't seem like he has normal human i was gonna say also if you watch the the social network you could also imagine he does not have many close friends probably because the way he treats them (laughs) yeah yeah i mean he has a family i assume (laughs) they love him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be clear i would we have no I would evidence love, we have no evidence of that that's true i would love to be friends with jesse eisenberg is all i'm saying 
He seems fun. <laughs> yeah. Of the two. That, that Does he have a podcast? Because I could probably meet Jesse. <laughs> I could probably. Yeah, probably. you can. Yeah. He well, listens you know, to this Why one. don't you get him one? Yeah. Why don't you get him one? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. That's well, the job. I had a question for... Uh, <laughs> There was something, I saw a journal uh, story quoted today talking about the fact that under these new privacy restrictions, like the Apple's own ad network has essentially like the most amount of access to data and thus now is getting scrutinized mm-hmm. because people are worrying about this mm-hmm. being uh, an antitrust violation, which I found kind of fascinating because I feel like Apple making a play of like, let's make everything, uh, you know, locked down privacy wise. But right. if you want to buy ads from us, we'll still give you some stuff like feels weird yeah. and bad. Yes, I agree. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't understand I, I, why you would do that. It seems like a just a a stupid idea. <laughs> I mean, I understand exactly why. You well, yes, but I, I mean, when you, you when, when I mean, I feel like if you're Tim Cook, you should be like, uh, we probably shouldn't be doing that at the same time. I I I, I want boy, you to work on your Tim know. Cook impression. I don't know if I could have told you, and I literally work in advertising that Apple still sells ads. Like, well, yeah, I, I mean, that's the other thing. the app store, but where where are, well, where else are they putting? Ads? I I think that is where basically the only place that it actually does. Yeah, it says the Apple's ads are only relevant to developers. I think it's primarily in the App Store. Oh, or is, does Apple offer in-app ads to developers? Is that a thing it, that Apple does? It used to. I don't know if it still does. It's it, the I whole ad thing has changed. I think they brought them times. back, right? I think they brought it back, didn't they? I don't know. Yeah, actually, I yeah, I pay <laughs> no, very I little remember, attention but, to Apple because again, I don't think it's business. used very much. Yeah, it, it seems strange, but 9to5's interpretation of it says that uh, companies don't have access to detailed information on customers, but it can. Apple can use Apple ID names to try to target by gender and can allow ads to be filtered by whether or not users have specific apps installed. It's very, yeah. it's not as far-reaching, certainly, as stuff that Google does, but I, I would not want to be in Apple's position of being like, now we are the most permissive <laughs> network comes I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to mm-hmm. totally disagree. And, and listen, take all the biases you want from my opinion and all the caveats, given what I do for a living, but which is murder people. But um, the <laughs> Apple using the knowledge that it has in the App Store to show you ads in the App Store is not in any way in violation of what Apple is blocking with their things, right? What Apple is saying is if you're inside the LinkedIn app and LinkedIn wants to show you ads using shit that LinkedIn knows, more power to you, LinkedIn. Do you. But if LinkedIn wants to show you ads inside that app that's based on your browsing history on the web, that's what they can do if you don't give them permission to do so. But Apple using what it knows within the App Store ecosystem to show you ads within the App Store ecosystem is is totally kosher by Apple's policy. So I, I, this does not fade me. Okay. All right. Chew on that, everybody. Wow. Unfazed Friedman. That's what they call me. Good night, everyone. Probably shouldn't. Don't you? <laughs> well, we put that to bed. Okay. All right. Jeez. <laughs> I have picks. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I have picks already, huh? Did you guys... Uh, did you, oh, Man, you know what geez. we do have? And I was going to ask a question, but I remember that a listener asked this question because we've got listener questions from Rebound Prime Yay. subscribers. I think four of them. Mahir wrote, uh, aside from obvious things, by the way, if you want to submit questions, prime.reboundcast.com, aside from obvious things such as keys, backpacks, etc., mm. what would you use an AirTag to track and locate? Best wild and crazy but useful ideas, please. So the first question, of course, is did anybody order AirTags? I, I gave up and did order four. Oh, look at I also ordered them, and mine claim they're not shipping till May, even though I ordered them within like five minutes of them going up. <laughs> Which I don't <laughs> understand. 
Yeah, mine are going to arrive. I think the first or second week of May. They claim for, for we'll a product see. for a product that has been rumored for like what is it eight years? It seems like they could have like built. Well, a few uh, more let me ask this question, Lex. Did you, you bought a four pack? Did you get them engraved or no? I did. As did I. I wondered if that was maybe the source of the. Yeah, I, I debated whether to because I really don't care, and I absolutely picked the emoji at random, having nothing to do with what I would attach these things to. Oh yeah, I just so picked my I, favorite emoji. Yeah, I, in some cases I put two or three on just because you could. And I was curious what things would be disallowed. I think we were talking about this last week that like you can't put the unicorn and then the poop emoji. Yes. <laughs> I tried. But uh, I I will put one on a keychain. I bought the the cheapest, I think, is it Belkin? Belkin I bought, one. Whatever the, I, yeah, yeah, I, I bought, bought the, the Belkin, Belkin one, one too. Yeah. So I'll put one on my keychain. I'll put one in my wallet. Yeah, I will, Does your wallet fit an AirTag? I don't know, but it has a tile in there, so it could. It's possible. Right. I will cram it in. I don't care if it makes it uncomfortable because I do put my I, I take my wallet out of my pocket when I'm at home and it's wherever I am. And then I often think, boy, I will remember that I put it here, and I am right, but I haven't been able to break the habit. See, I always so, put it in the same place, there. but what I want is an AirTag feature where it can remind me if I leave the house without it because that has started happening <laughs> a lot more. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what I'll do with the other two. That, well, that aspect I had not considered. That's an interesting. That's yeah, an I interesting think it would be cool if it could do that, but I'm not sure if that's something yeah. they'll do or not. I don't. I generally don't have this problem anymore because I've gotten into the habit of like my wallet is in my pocket, my front pocket. Now it's slimmed down and it's in my front pocket and it's always in my front pocket. And my keys are in the drawer where I know that they always are. See, that's interesting. And I always have my keys in the pocket, but I take my wallet out of my pocket because <laughs> it's just wow. So there you go. I hope that helps me here. Those are some I'll, wild I'm and crazy use, answers. Uh, well, I have my, my wild and crazy answers is I'm going to put I'm going to put one on Lex and one on John. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. I did not order any because I like I said I don't feel like I have a need for this product. So oh yeah, God. I don't know. I I I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to put. I, a part of it is still I'm not leaving the house that much. How much other stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. do I really need to put yeah. it on? But I mean, I will definitely put it in like my luggage when I eventually start traveling again because the idea of having that like especially if I check luggage being able to find it it seems great i i think i don't quite understand how it would work on checked luggage why not because it's it's far away from you yeah and so they're they're basically saying like we're just using other people's phones to identify its location yeah essentially other apple devices yeah but it's all encrypted for all the people all the people with their phones that's what makes this product actually good (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know that part seems weird to me but uh I can't believe that there's an Apple product multiple buy. E-Man. <laughs> I didn't say I won't buy it. I just said I'm not buying it. <laughs> it's quite a distinction. E-Man said, I read last week <laughs> that Quanta, one of Apple's manufacturers, mm. was hacked and that the hackers, Rev- oh, yeah. Revol, this is an interesting story. are asking Apple for $50 million ransom for the information they stole. What are your thoughts on what Apple should do? Should they pay up, assemble an elite cybersecurity squad to get their stuff back, redesign everything? Well, there's a, there's a <laughs> um, development they in did this something. story. They pulled it because they pulled yeah. all the stuff. I sincerely exactly. doubt they paid them. I sincerely I doubt they paid so them. I wouldn't think so either. I wouldn't I, think so either because you're just asking for someone to do it again. Yeah, exactly. I would think that they found some way to basically bring the hammer down on them is my guess. But I don't right. know how that... I don't know how, but that is... I mean, it's a bold move, you know, assume, asking for that much money. I involved black, black vans and helicopters with white Apple logos on the side. Yeah, I mean, I think... Let's be clear on a couple things. One... This was covered by a bunch of different news outlets, some of which posted information from that, which I think is, I would argue, is beyond the pale. Um, I don't have a problem with you reporting on it or alluding to it or even mentioning things that are in there, but just posting the stolen documents themselves, I think is, it's, that is not something a journalist should be doing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, 
think that Apple should pay them, as, as John said, it just sets a precedent. And this this will happen more one way or the other. But if people don't get paid, they might think twice. And they might think thrice if the people get in trouble, too. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just... I don't mind the rumor game. It annoys me at times, but like going so far as to like break the law to just to find out what the next like big product is or whatever. I don't know. It's, it seems oh, I know. Me. That's shitty. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, it is a crime in this case, especially because they're extortion and stealing documents. But I, I assume these people were not doing it just because they want to know what the next Apple product was, but because they wanted $50 million or whatever. Oh yeah. Right. For sure. You know what else is a crime? Wearing clothes that isn't made to measure. And indeed, this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by our dear, dear friends at Indochino. Couples meet in all kinds of ways now. We all know couples who have unique, and that's how we met stories. And no two stories are the same. So why wear an off-the-rack suit to a wedding? With Indochino, a made-to-measure, fully custom suit comes at a more affordable price. I've done this, as you know, as regular listeners of The Rebound know. First of all, I'm very smart, very wise, very educated on tech topics. But I have, I have done the custom suit experience with Indochino. I've done it twice. Uh, and um, I will tell you, having a suit that is made to measure, uh, made to fit your body, you feel quite good getting dressed in it because you know it's simply going to fit. Like, hey, this looks right because it is for my body. So I'm a fan. That's why I wore it to Dan Warren's wedding. And you know what else? Dan Warren wore his own Indochino suit to his wedding, too. So basically, Dan is legally married to Indochino. That's his science. Indochino offers completely custom-fitted suits, coats, and more wear at surprisingly affordable prices. Every piece is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail. From breathable linen fabrics for warm weather weddings to statement linings, you can create a suit that fits, and your style, perfectly. The best part, Indochino's suit start is just $2.99 with all customizations included. Shop the wedding collection or book a virtual style consultation at Indochino.com. And right now, you can get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using code REBOUND at checkout. That's $50 off a purchase of $3.99 or more at INDOCHINO.com, promo code REBOUND. Our thanks to Indochino for their support of the Rebound, because we love being supported by made-to-measure clothing companies whose names rhyme with Shmindo Shmino. That's Indochino.com. Promo code rebound. Robert Watkins writes, uh, first, he also pointed out that we don't update the recent posts and archive section on the Rebound Prime page. Yeah, we don't because people are just using the feeds, Robert. So if you needed a link, you can email me and I'll hook you up. But Robert's question was, <laughs> the 30% slash 15%. He'll give you an artisanal link. This, this question is three paragraphs long, so bear with me. The 30% slash 15% cut from Apple may look unreasonable for a $10 a month subscription, referring to the uh, podcast subscription stuff, mm. or even $5 a month. But at lower price points, it's cheaper than Stripe or Square, both of which are 2.9% plus 30 cents. When you add something like memberful, you're paying additional. Memberful gives more options, but a smaller podcast might need not need those options. All fair points. Like there are there are economies where Apple's approach makes sense. A ten dollar month or five dollar month subscription requires a certain amount of value. A one dollar month or two dollar month subscription requires less. A bootleg episode, bonus content, or even just the host mucking around playing a game. That's probably the podcast the price point where Apple is expecting to appeal to smaller podcasts. Also, for non-U.S. listeners, small regular subscription fees are a deterrent, not an attraction, because the foreign exchange fees can be a bigger expense than the actual payment, and the fluctuating price is a nuisance. Annual payment options mitigate this, but require a bigger commitment. Sure, Apple might only have two-thirds of the market, but by expanding to an international audience, particularly for non-English language podcasts, the potential subscriber base may actually increase. I can't argue any of those things. I think those are all fair points. Uh, did you gentlemen see the news from Spotify is, today? I about did their see that, podcasts? yes, which takes no, no cut, right? For the first two years, they'll take no cut, oh, the and after that, years. they'll take 5%. Okay. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> and 5% is less than 30% and 15%. Yeah, I, I, I'm not great at math, but yes. I think that does check out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Apple is How much really, of it goes to Joe Rogan? Apple is really in love with their 30% number, right? I think that's... And, and the one advantage to it, the one advantage to it is they can then attest, as they have done recently while being put on the spot about this, uh, that the, the, the cut doesn't go up, right? It only goes down. There's a lot of room for them to bring it down eventually. And, you know, rather than trying to raise it, like at some point in the future. But that said, it's been a decade and, you know, they only... It's been a decade? With, <laughs> within, it was only within the last, like, four months that they actually started cutting you know, substantial portions down to 15%. So I will, a couple other things about this. One big limitation in Apple podcast implementation right now is that there's no way for us, since Apple owns the relationship, there's no way for us to do things like you could not, we could not do our rebound prime questions as easily. Yeah. We would have to right. basically come That's up a with a point. way to do like, we would have to say like in the bootleg or bonus episode, like here's the secret link don't spread it around but we can't authenticate who's a member and who's not it's a really great though so if you have that or other other stuff around like if you give what if we other use air tags <laughs> we cannot afford that many air tags like <laughs> definitely make like cuts into our profits but like yeah there's, mm. if you have other stuff that is not just bonus podcast content you have no way of distributing that because you don't know who your members are right true yeah. so it, yeah and I we'd mean, never be able to follow you around at home <laughs> And then, um, <laughs> finally, <laughs> I'm not saying we do that. I'm just saying we wouldn't be able to do that. I'm surprised Lex yeah. didn't have more thoughts on the subscription thing. Well, I mean, I think Spotify is doing exactly what it has to do, right? Spotify does not have nearly as much of the podcast listening market. Every once in a while, you'll see a story. Ah, oh, they're the number one app for listening in Mexico. And one month they might be. Occasionally, if you really follow the podcast industry closely, you'll see stories from like one of the hosting companies saying, ah, Spotify overtook Apple this month. But that's typically only on like, and I, I'm not going to call out anybody, but that's typically only on the ones that are strictly targeting amateurs. And whether you think that we are amateurs or professional podcasts, we're ones that do, we make money from the podcast. Like we we have ads, as you know, on this podcast. But the ones that are, the, the services that say Spotify's market share is gaining are typically doing ones that are like free always shows that, that aren't businesses. Anyway, my point is this. Spotify should charge less or nothing at all because they are trying to attract more people to use spotify for things because if they can get a lot of exclusive content that's only available on spotify uh maybe that gets more people to use spotify which is good for them it's as we've talked about it's cheaper for spotify to play a podcast than it is for them to play a song because they don't have to rev share any details on that right so spotify would love for as much listening on that platform to be podcast listening as possible but i don't know like npr is doing a thing with apple they're doing a thing with spotify and they said today that they're going to do their own thing <laughs> which which is the really thing that's that's kind of bonkers to me because I feel like that's just so much work, right? The people who are now rolling out those subscription plans, like that's three different, they have to like essentially do the same work in three different places. Yeah. That seems dumb. <laughs> the publishing, the publishing part seems like a nightmare. And I think some of us were talking off mic about how, like when you want to publish to Apple podcasts for their premium stuff, like they don't, they won't even take an MP3, which is typically what you're going to be exporting. You'd have to send them a, a FLAC file or a WAV file in theory, because they want to say that it's uncompressed audio, but you could even have a compressed <laughs> wave or flag file depending on how you export it and you have to put all your metadata in there and you have to do the same thing with spotify right 
Although with Spotify, you're actually using Anchor, which is another hosting company. So in theory, you could yeah. you could publish once and have it go in two ways with them, which is a little bit easier. But if you also want to have the Apple Premium thing, like yeah, you have to do it their way too, right? I want to know how many people uh, NPR has hired to handle, to do this for them because it's a lot of work. I think those those producers are going to be overworked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then finally, on the questions front, Troy, uh, if you remember, we were talking last week about uh, those colorful iMacs and how Apple is showing them, like, look, it can be a centerpiece in your home. <laughs> And he's like, addressing the iMac on the kitchen table, for the past six years, the vast amount of our remote users have configured their working environments in the kitchen. They are mostly data processors and are not on video or calls often. For them, it brings a level of comfort as they can set up and break down the setup as needed. As strange as it sounds, it works for them as they're in the 50-plus age range. So, for some folks, setting up that computer in the kitchen makes total sense. Hmm. All right. Okay. Technically not a question. That's 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 where my mom used. That's where my mom used to have her computer. People are really abusing the "ask a question" feature by putting comments in. <laughs> yeah, unacceptable. Not okay. Not okay. at least put a question mark at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll read it like this. Yeah, people put stuff Make in the kitchen and then, and then have a completely have a completely unrelated question at the end. Yeah, that's fine. You can ask us about our favorite colors or what we have for breakfast. Uh, we don't care. There just has to be a question in there. Strict terms. Red and multi-grain Cheerios. Oh, I thought you said red, multi-grain red and multi-grain Cheerios. Like, what is a what is a red multi-grain Cheerio? I'm very confused. He was answering two questions. You don't want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else you guys okay. want to talk about? Did I mention Indochino? <laughs> <laughs> you said something about it. Oh, there was a story this morning that the uh, there was a story this morning. The M2 processor has reportedly, mm. and I'll put that in quotes, has reportedly gone into production. Which is to say, the next generation Apple processor is apparently getting uh, starting to get made, which jibes with the timeline that uh, those will probably show up in the fall, probably in higher end iMacs, Mac Minis, and MacBook Pros. Is the guess? I was surprised if it was going to be an M2 as opposed to an M1A. It may be, it's unclear what it is. Well, we don't know yet. Yeah, right? that, that know what M2 called. is yeah. being used in quotes in every story because yeah. they just mean the next right. Mac, the next M series processor. So, you know, take from that yeah. what you will. I Well, I will say I'm surprised Apple's making new, fancier, better processors. I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's shocking. Those are the insights people come to the show for. Yeah. <laughs> I, this isn't something that had actually occurred to me, but apparently Apple is going to ban apps that reward users for enabling app tracking. So I mean, it makes you sense. Can't, you can't like to get around to get, you know, like in order to get say, say, you know, if you turn on app tracking, we'll give you whatever. You cannot do that. A hundred. I'm actually surprised yeah. that they wouldn't let them apps do that. Like they, if it's about giving consumers choice, they should give consumers choice. Uh, well, banning, I mean, banning that feels a little bit. A little bit. I didn't know how strict that how strict that was, right? Like, is it only a ban on specific types of rewards, or is it a ban on like monetary incentives? Okay, so Uh, I wondered if you could discount things, or if you could like if there's a loophole to that, as opposed to just like straight up here's 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 money. (laughs) If Plants vs Zombies would give me a whole bunch of extra virtual coins for enabling ad tracking, that like I I would consider it. Like I, I, I would does Plants vs Zombies have ads? <laughs> yes, yeah. okay. the second okay. version does. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I it seems weird. Are they but... still releasing new levels for that? Like, so you're, you're playing that frequently? They, they still release new levels and new plants. I, I basically okay. do the um, I do the pinata party most days when I remember. Okay, which is just a new, yeah. it's like basically it turns it into a, a straight puzzle game, right? Because they have gotten very creative with what they're doing in that game on a, a for some of the random daily puzzles, and I enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, I have not played that in forever, but it, you know, I did love it. 
Maybe, maybe I'll try no it again. longer. If they if they will uh, reward me for turning on dragon. You can't offer people compensation for granting their permission, and you can't withhold functionality or content or make your app unusable until people allow you to track them. I guess that's the problem, right? Withholding withholding functionality would be that would be really shitty. Agreed. You must turn you must turn on tracking, otherwise you can't use you can't send in you can't send in questions to the reboot. I'm really worried about my favorite (laughs) app, which is ad tracker. So like I don't know how it's gonna work. I want to give a shout out to the fine people at um, Philips, uh, which owns Sonicare, which makes my electric toothbrush, which died. And I wrote to them and they're like, it's out of warranty, but we care about our customers. So we'll send you a new one anyway. And I, I, I just wanted to know if there was anything else I could do to troubleshoot. Like, nope, it's dead. Here's a new one. Oh. So how about that? That's nice. Mm. I'll keep that in mind for when my Sonicare dies. <laughs> yeah, really? My, my also, also you the, did it for Lex. Uh, of the online chat, I was talking with a person named Isti. And Isti wrote, I completely understand that you need your toothbrush working when you need it, which a truer statement has never been said as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we, can we, can we, uh, can we talk about automated ser- or not automated service representatives? I don't know. I, I would de- deal dealing- very important to me. I was dealing. Thank you, Lex. Uh, I know how frustrated you get because like <laughs> you, I, uh, I, I was dealing with Comcast and I had the same thing where it's like, I know how frustrated you are. I too study and work from home. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> sure. I do exact same thing you said. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like, you guys ever use Eliza? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. It's a oh little bit God. like, it feels a little bit like Eliza sometimes where you type something and it's like, yeah. and why do you feel that way about your toothbrush? You know? <laughs> We we always laugh at the CVS pharmacy calls when they when when our uh, oh my god I hate the CVS pharmacy is, our, calls. Our, our, our your CVS pharmacy located in hello John yes. your <laughs> CVS pharmacy in Davis Square is ready yeah. with your yeah uh, my favorite story about that all time is I mean surely uh, you, as you guys are of my age uh, you know you remember movie phone fondly or unfondly <laughs> you guys get Viagra right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember calling movie phone in uh, high school for tickets and it was about the, um, the, there was a version of Godzilla that came out with Matthew Broderick in it. Oh yeah. The terrible and one. we called up to get tickets and it's like, if you'd like to watch Godzilla with Matthew Broderick and Gene Reno, <laughs> press three now. And I'm like, Gene, Gene Reno. Reno. Oh, Jean Reno. <laughs> Who's she? <Yeah. laughs> also my favorite movie ever to hear that guy pronounce was, Press three for tickets to Batman and Robin. <laughs> he was very <laughs> excited about that movie. I I never used that. I never oh used man, that. I, mean, I can't it, but... recommend it. But it was basically the best option for buying tickets ahead of time when there was no internet. I had yeah. a problem with. There was a time like now when I answer the phone and expect it to be a work call, I answer typically by saying, "Hi, this is Lex," which I don't love as my greeting, but it's the one that works and works for me too. Don't, no problems. If with people it. don't know me, they assume that I've said that it's Mike, which I don't understand. I don't know where they're hearing that, but I <laughs> people say, "Oh, hi, Mike." I, I get there probably ten percent of the time if it's a stranger. But uh, in college, I would answer the phone and be like, "Hello." And it apparently was similar to the, hello, and welcome to movie phone, guys. Hello. <laughs> and so I would call, and people would think that it was a recording, or it was my voicemail. And they'd be like, I'd be like hello. And they're like, oh, I was waiting for the beep. Like, no, it's just, it's just me saying hello. Me. Uh, so, yeah, that was fun. 
my best voicemail greeting in college, which actually was a way that I ended up like befriending people who had called me and left voicemails and then liked me even more. Was it said, you want to leave a message for Lex? What the f? And then the beep came and people, so I would get voicemails where it was just people laughing at first because it's, it was like it was censoring me swearing. Mm. It was funny. Very good. Very clever. It played well. Played well. Hilarious. This afternoon, I was getting the call for, to do my weekly radio spot and it was a different person calling me than usual. And uh, I said, hello, like thinking it would be the usual producer I talked to. And the guy was like super confused because he's like, is this, is this Dan? Or like, yes, hello. Is, this is Dan, right? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> is this, Not so I'm sorry, is it, pronounced, you, is it pronounced Dan? You called me. <laughs> Phones. That's why I don't answer them. That's it's smart. I'm on board. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, I did change. I did change the Siri voice um, when oh, I upgraded. Yeah. Which so, one are you using? One, two, three, or four? Two, I believe. Yeah. Team two. And, I want two. Um, and so it was so it was a little odd this, you know, when I was taking the dog out for a walk today and I got a, uh, somebody called and, and this other voice said, do you want to accept or decline? I, uh, I declined for the mm, record. Right. I really thanks. I was trying to reach you, but I um, <laughs> I genuinely appreciate and this is this has been true in Siri before, but I, I appreciate it even more in these new voices. I, I think I guess the term is prosody, but how well it does with. Like it was, I, I sometimes, if I have to type a, a phone number that I know is in my phone, but I have to type to somebody else, I will ask Siri, Hey, what's Dan's phone number? And then it'll speak it out loud, which I find helpful. And it, I, it was reading me a phone number that ended in three twos and it said each one differently. I was like, like five, 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 one, two, two, two. And I was like, that's really cool to have three different ways that you can voice those twos so that it sounds more. Yeah. Human. I, mm-hmm. I was super into mm-hmm. it. I was mm-hmm. quite impressed. Yeah. I made it say it again just so I could listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new favorite song that's please my don't, pick please don't make it dance like a monkey oh boy please my do not make the new voices two, two, dance two. like monkeys i'll try <laughs> i promise not. dan i know likes dan i know likes the british the male british i do voice. i do use a, a british butler because i enjoy yeah. having mm-hmm. stupid conversations about superheroes related to me in a very very classy voice <laughs> is that any threat in particular <laughs> Uh no no just your usual okay no not not in here okay not another podcast that you're on no. with me mm. no I wouldn't do that right. to you okay fine 